on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College from Old Chicago. Welcome to the Aggies Coaches Show, brought to you by Old Chicago. Great pizza deserves great beer. America First Credit Union. Financial solutions for every need. And by SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. Now, the Aggies Coaches Show. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerrard. And welcome on in. It's another edition of the Aggie Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. All right, normally we talk football games throughout the uh, throughout the fall. Obviously, with the uh, with the season being pushed back a bit, uh, we've had a chance to chat with a lot of uh, different coaches across the Utah State campus. And excited first conversation. I know you've had the job for a while now, but I'm excited to chat with you for the first time. Kayla R, the the new women's basketball coach here at Utah State. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Hey, we're we're excited to be able to chat with you a little bit and uh, get to know you a little bit better. And I know you've given a hundred different interviews. I apologize in advance for asking you probably questions you've been asked over and over and over again. Uh, but but I think it's going to be fun to kind of get you know get to know you and uh, the process and how you ended up here at Utah State. But first off, how's Logan treated you so far? Uh, it's amazing. The community here has been unbelievable. Um, Aggie Nation's been so supportive. Uh, everybody's just been super welcoming, and uh, I love it here. It's it's really really nice. It definitely feels like home to me. When Utah State reached out and said, hey, we'd like to uh, chat with you a little bit more about this job, what was your first thought? Um, I was absolutely interested. Uh, you know, I, I've known John Hartwell for a long time. My first job at uh, Troy, he was the athletic director there. It was my first Division One yeah. job. And so I had, I had a connection with him already. I already knew, um, knew about him, knew how he did things, types of people he had around him. And, and uh, so I was definitely interested. Um, obviously, Mount West is a, it's a great conference, and so I had a lot of – had a lot of knowledge about that and about the program, so um, I was definitely interested and excited about the opportunity. So across the country, people know a little bit about uh, women's hoops here in the Mountain West. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a great conference. So, um, and I know you and I talked a little bit off the air about this. I know you've been asked this a hundred times, but uh, learning and getting essentially recruited for a job and interviewing for a job in the middle of a pandemic, because right when you talked was right when middle of March when all hell broke loose yeah it was it was really interesting um it was our first uh, the first interview process was down at Salt Lake and uh like the that night it started coming out and everything started getting shut down so I, I didn't know if I was gonna get stuck there and and uh <laughs> I was there with John Hart was there Jerry Bovey we were all there and and we were like what is going on so it was it was really interesting um crazy time then a week later um they asked me to come back to campus, so uh, they were like, "Are you okay to fly in it?" Or, you know, so that was an interesting time. The airport was like a ghost town, so it was, it was really interesting. Um, but uh, like I said, just great for the opportunity. But um, it was, it's different, you know, it's definitely yeah, different. Yeah. Nobody can really be prepared for this type of thing. People that have been coaches before, so yeah, it's my first go at it, but it's everybody's first go at it. So you know, I don't think I'm really going through anything different than anybody else. Well, and then the introductory press conference, you, you know, you want to have a bunch of people there and have some fun, and it had to be done essentially digitally yeah that was that was different you know yeah, that was yeah. different you know you, you kind of for me i've always dreamed of being a head coach and uh i get my opportunity and then you know you th- i think my my mom's gonna be my brother's gonna be there you know my friends my family and there's like camera me hartwell um one other person and you know that was about it but uh like i said i'm just happy to be here man however it's getting done i don't really care i'm just glad to be here uh, you played junior college ball in Florida. You grew up in Louisiana, right? I did, yeah. And then uh, ended up uh, finishing at Southeastern Louisiana. You played there from 04 to 06. Uh, Southland Conference, all selection in 2005. Uh, when did 
uh, growing up, when did basketball kind of uh, sink its, its, its teeth into you? Yeah, I think when I was young, I played a ton of sports. Um, I didn't really know what direction I was going to go, but uh, somebody else actually told me, uh, my mentor, she's the head coach at Troy, and she was the one that told me, like, hey, you need to be a coach. You need to really? play basketball. You need to be serious about it. So she pushed me in that direction, and, and – um, she was a lot smarter than me at that time. She's still a lot smarter than me. So, uh, so yeah, I, I just kind of followed her and, and trusted her, and, and that's how I got into it. But it, it just felt like, you know, that's what I was supposed to do. I can't imagine doing anything else. So um, it's it's fun. You know, it doesn't feel like work. I get to coach basketball for a living. So, you know, not many people get to do something like that. So it's it's a great opportunity. What was your first coaching opportunity? I It was a junior college. I was Pensacola State um, with her, actually, the lady I'm talking about, this head coach okay. at Troy. She was the head coach at Pensacola. I, I went there, um, and uh, she was she was like, if you just graduate, I'll, I'll give you an assistant coaching job. Wow. And so, yeah, so it was – we were there for two years. I followed her over to Troy and um, moved around several times after that. So, and now, now I'm here. Um, everywhere, and I'm looking at your uh, your coaching bio here. Yeah. I see recruiting coordinator. Boom, 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 boom. Everywhere yeah. you went, it seems like you're r- running recruiting. Is that something that kind of comes natural to you? Because in 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 reading some of the quotes from some of the coaches uh, that uh, commented about you when you got the job, everybody brings up recruiting. Uh, is that when did that set in as kind of a skill set that you feel like you you were pretty good at? Yeah, I think I got thrown on the fire. I didn't know, um, you know, that my, my coach, Coach Ruby, she told me if you if you want to be successful in this profession, if you want to, you know, get somewhere and really get your name known out there, you got to be able to get players. And yeah. if you can do that, then, then uh, you know, you'll, you'll be able to make a, a life in this profession. And so I, I didn't know what I was doing at first. I just – I think it's all about relationships. If you can talk to people and if you're genuine and get to know them. And um, so – yeah, I just kind of went that route, but it was it was everywhere I've been. I've been the recruiting coordinator, and so it was really hard for me to hand it off to somebody here to do that. Um, but yeah, I got really lucky and, and got a really good recruiting coordinator in Carly Burst, and um, she's really successful in that area as well. So um, yeah, that was that was just I think that was my niche um, to get where I'm at now. You know, so it's just relationships, man. If you can talk to people, if you can if you can get people to trust you, and you care about people, then you'll be a successful recruiting coordinator. How hard is it to evaluate talent at the high school level when they, you know, that player might be the best player on their team, but they may not, or you're not, you're, you're trying to project what they're going to be at the collegiate level. How's, how tough is that to do? Yeah, I think you got to look at who they're playing against, um, the system that they're playing in. Like for us, we, we play really fast. So if you're watching a team that, you know, plays really slow, walks the ball up the floor, how good are they going to be when you're pushing the tempo? I think that's important. Um, and then, like you said, it's hard to look at, you know, high school basketball sometimes is just not where it needs to be or maybe they're you know a lot smaller playing against a team that's a lot smaller you get to college you're playing against guards that are six one you know six foot so um i think you got to look at all those things but you know a player when you see one you know yeah. you, you know you know when somebody can hoop so um it's hard but but i think you know i've been doing it for a long time and our staff you know everybody on our staff's been doing it for a long time so you can you when you know a baller you you see them you know you know you know they got it are you able to identify some of those intangibles like toughness and and being able to handle pressure stuff like that is that something you can analyze pretty easily yeah for sure i think a lot of things that that's important to me is um yes i want somebody to put the ball in the basket you know i want somebody that plays defense whatever but kid dives on the floor after a loose ball kid helps her teammate up um comes out of the game hustles off the court high fives for teammates, looks for coach in the eye. Um, you know, things like that are more important to me because uh, we're real big about culture. So um, right now we're trying to change the culture at Utah State. So when we're looking at players, we're looking at the culture. How was that kid raised? What kind of program did they play in? Um, what kind of high school did they go to? Where they come from? You know, things like that because 
those are the things that are going to help you win championships. Yeah, kids can put the ball in the basket, but if you've got a bad culture, it's not going to matter. How difficult is it to, um, to recruit in the middle of a dead period, too? Um, well, that's been interesting. We, we signed four kids really quick yeah. um, right when we got here. Um, but uh, to be honest, we haven't offered one um, scholarship out to a 2021 kid yet. And we have a couple scholarships that we know we're going to have, but we haven't, we haven't put one offer out there yet because we were waiting to see what we wanted, um, what, what our needs were going to be in that class. But also, we haven't been out to see anybody. So, you know, we all have connections here and there that we've had, you know, prior to coming to Utah State. But um, you can't evaluate anybody right now. You yeah. can only see so much on film. So those things that I'm talking about, um, you know, you don't see that on a highlight film. Yeah, I have mm-hmm. no idea. I have no idea if the kid is a good person, where they came from, those types of things off of a highlight film. So you have to dig in a little further. Um, you, you definitely got to do a lot more things virtually. And, and uh, so it's been difficult. And like I said, we haven't put any offers out there yet. So we're going to take our time. Uh, we just want to make sure that we get the right fit um, for our culture here. Is that hard to do? Be patient when maybe it's, you're seeing players out there make commitments and Committing things like left that? left and right. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely hard. Um, we've, we were waiting because, we, like I said, we wanted to identify kind of, okay, what positions do we need? Um, we're probably going to have two scholarships. We wanted to see what we wanted in those spots. But it's definitely hard, yeah, especially for somebody that, like, I've, that's my thing, you yeah, know. I've yeah. recruited forever. So, I, yeah, it's definitely hard. I want to go out there and be like, well, I'm going to get this kid. But um, even though patience is not one of my uh, <laughs> best qualities, <laughs> I'm trying to do the best I can do with that right now. Uh, Kayla Ard, the new uh, women's basketball coach here at Utah State, kind enough to join us uh, as we continue to get you ready for the start of the season. Uh, early indications, what did practice look like uh, with, with your players? Yeah, they look good. You know, there's um, there's a lot of energy in there. I think the, the kids are really excited, um, breath of fresh air. And, and, you know, something we told the players was, hey, you got a, you got a brand-new slate, clean slate. I don't care if you're the leading scorer or the, the kid that never played, you got a brand-new slate. So, um, I think they've been really fired up for that. So there's been a ton of energy, um, definitely a different system for them than what they were playing prior to, to us getting here. So um, it's been really, really good, though. We we, uh, we love the effort that's going on out there and the chemistry and the way they care about each other. So it's been nice so far. From a, uh, you know, you talk about you want to play fast, and we'll talk more about what your system and what your culture is. But it's always funny because players will always say they want to play in an up-tempo system. And then they get to an up-tempo system and the work that has to go in to be able to play in that kind of a system, I got to imagine, can be eye-opening sometimes. Yeah, I got a feeling a couple of them are saying that right now, actually. They uh, <laughs> we're doing a lot of conditioning. And um, so, yeah, we, we look good in practice when we're going for a five-minute scrimmage, but yeah. obviously a game isn't five minutes long. I told the kids, I get the job. We get on our first Zoom call together, and that's how I met them. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I said, you, you better be in the best shape of your life whenever we come out here. And, you know, their eyes were this big around. So it's, it's, um, it's a little scary. You know, I wanted to scare them a little bit, not too much, but a little bit so that they, you know, really worked on getting in shape. So um, it's definitely tough. But if we can get there where we're trying to get, we could be really successful here. Did you get the sense that they embraced that challenge? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got a couple kids. You know, with everything going on, though, some of the kids have, have had to go through quarantine or had to go through this or that or couldn't get back or, you know, we had – one kid stuck in an international kid. So, I mean, I think they've done it to the best of their ability. Yeah, they've, uh, like I said, they've really embraced our staff and they've been, you know, arms wide open. They're they're excited to be here. So, um, I think they've done it to the best of their ability, but we still got a long way to go. Awesome. We'll continue to talk to the new women's basketball coach here at Utah State, Kayla Ard. When we come back, you're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College.
women's basketball coach Kayla Ard kind enough to join us here on the Aggie Coaches Show from Learfield IMG College as we get to get you ready for the upcoming women's basketball season. Okay, so when I ask this, just know you don't have to share details or anything like that. This All is right. just a generic question, and you can answer it any way you want. Uh, but uh, with the with the pushback start and trying to adjust schedules, how is that going? Yeah, I could get Coach Kenny over here to talk about this scheduling if you want. She's um she's probably ready to strangle me. She <laughs> she she's in charge of our scheduling. It it's um I, first off, I'm excited um, that we're having a season, obviously, and and that we you know we're only typically we're only losing about four games. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting, but. It would have been nice in a perfect world if we already had a game on the 25th and then all your games just rolled after that, right? Well, unfortunately, we had a game on the 24th that oh, wow. can't be moved to the 25th, so we're <laughs> we're trying to fill that 25th game. But um, everything else, all the rest of our games are, are set, and we're leaving them there. Um, so that that is that's great. We just got to fill that one game, basically. So um, it's a little bit of a headache, you know, yeah, but like I said, I, again, everybody in the country is dealing with it, and uh, and I'm sure we'll get it worked out, but we, uh, we're we just grateful to be playing. I'm just happy that we have a season. What's your overall philosophy on recruiting? Does it kind of depend on your year and who's coming back, or do you just say, hey, come on, come on, let's roll? No, I think you gotta you got to balance your classes for one thing. So, um, like right now, we only have two scholarships in the 21 class, and then, you know, like I don't know, Maybe the 22 class or the 23 class, you have like six, which is you don't want to do that, you know, yeah. or, or I don't. I don't want to do that. I want it to be more balanced than that. So um, that's one thing. And then the other thing is I think you got to fill the positions. Um, so right now we know, you know, specific positions that we need to go after um, in the 21 class. So even though you might – there might be a point guard that you just really love. You already got three point guards on your squad. I mean, it's just really not smart to, to, to pull somebody. But every now and then, especially if it's a local kid, Sometimes you can't pass yeah. people up, you know. So so I try to stick to that, but, you know, things happen. And especially in-state kids or local kids, you if they're that good and you know they're going to – the community's going to get behind them and, you know, you don't want to you don't want to pass them up. So maybe you shift somebody else around or – and our system, you know, is, is pretty positionless. Uh, we try to get players that can play multiple positions. So that helps us a little bit. From a scheduling standpoint, when you put a schedule together, how do you have, a, do you have fundamental approaches on how you want to build a schedule? Yeah, typically, you know, uh, well, right now. I mean, <laughs> in a normal year, I guess. Right yeah. now, I would love to be if we could drive everywhere. Uh, so we don't have to get on a plane. But, um, yeah, typically uh, in the past, I've tried to do things like if you have a player that's kind of far from home. Um, now, we got a kid from Germany. We're not going to go to Germany and play. But, you know, if you got a kid that's far from home, uh, we have a kid from Florida, for example. Yeah. Maybe if you can get in a tournament down there, try to get her in front of her fan, you know, her fans, her family. Um, her friends. I like to try to do stuff like that. Um, but uh, past that, you know, I I, I want to play good competition. I want to get us ready for uh, for the Mountain West. And a lot of the schedule was already done this year before we got here, so we didn't have a whole lot of control over it. So it'll look a little different moving forward. Uh, you've got a lot of local in-state teams, I'm sure, that people want to see. BYU, Utah, Weber State, and stuff like that. I'm sure you've had conversations there as well. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, we're, we're kind of trying to talk to Weber State right now. I know that's something that some people would like to see, so we're kind of trying to talk to them. But they already got a game on the 25th, and the, you know, so we're yeah. trying to move some things around. But um, we, our game, we had a game scheduled with BYU, but it was prior to the 25th start date, so it got canceled. Um, we were also going to play Iowa State to open our season. It got canceled. Um, because it was before the start date but uh but yeah moving forward i mean we're not going to back down anybody we're not going to shy away from anybody so if if you know if these in-state schools they want to start some home and homes we're going to get after it 
Uh, you mentioned the culture, uh, trying to change the culture. What's a what's a Kayla Ard Utah State culture? What you know in a generic sense? What are you trying to build? I mean, the, honestly, the biggest thing, um, the first thing, I want to be around good people, uh, and I want our staff to be around good people. I want the community to be around good people. Um, I want our players to represent our program as good people first. Um, now, don't get me wrong, we're going to win. I came here to win. I'm a winner. We're going to win. So, um, you know, good people, but we're going to get after it on the court. So we're going to do things the right way. We're not going to break rules. We're not going to we're not going to have kids flunking classes or, or you know, we, we focus on the little things. You show up five minutes early. You look people in the eyes. You say, you know, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You know, you, you're respectful. And those are the things that matter the most. But uh, like I said, at the end of the day, we're here to coach basketball and we're going to win games. Love that. That's yeah. great. It's a pretty, pretty good and uh, pretty simple philosophy there. Uh, let's talk about your coaching staff. Most of, I mean, they're all, they're all here today. Let's talk about who you got. Yeah, I, uh, I paid them to come up here. I'm just kidding. Um, no, <laughs> these guys are great. These guys are great. They're, they're super supportive. Um, we got a really fun staff. They're, uh, my recruiting coordinator, Carly Burris. Um, she is from Arizona. She was at Cal State Fullerton prior to coming here. Um, she has kind of like, kind of like me. She's been a recruiting coordinator uh, multiple places and. And uh, she's she's pretty calm and um, kind of even keel and not not super high energy, but you know the players respect her and like her, and she's got a very um, mellow type of approach, if yep. that makes sense, which is the opposite of me. So uh, she <laughs> we balance each other out pretty well. Um, and then uh, Taylor Ignato is my uh, director of basketball operations, and she um, she's really the one that's running things over here. I got her by full. She's the one keeping me together over here, but. Uh, she was at Nebraska Omaha. We coached against each other last year. So when I was at Denver, so that's okay. how I got to know her and uh, and um, just been out on the road. And then um, Jawan Scaife was I recruited his sister and coached his sister at the University of Dayton. So I have known him for quite some time and um, know his mother, his father really well. Um, his sister's overseas playing now. Um, she had a really successful career at Dayton, and so I've known him for a really long time and his family for a long time. And then Jean Kenny. Um, played at LSU and I I've known her for a really long time too we coached a little AAU ball together real briefly and then I watched her career at LSU so no Louisiana girl um we uh that's what we were joking about earlier we sound completely different if you got her, her up here her her accent my accent's completely different we're some from the same place so I'm not sure how that happened but um but yeah it's a great group of people um I'm very very lucky to have all those guys and, and they've been unbelievable to me so far so when you're out uh, putting a staff together it sounds like you know prior relations uh, relationships and, and, and knowing who they are and their background was really important to you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, we're talking about the culture of the players. We want good people and, and, but that starts at the top, you know, I, I have to live that way. And then I got to put people around me on my staff that are that way. And, and, uh, I couldn't have got a better group of people to, to instill that in our players and, and, you know, just help us all be better together and be a family together. So, um, I knew I knew all these guys except for Carly. Actually, I, I knew of her. I knew her reputation, but I, so uh, she was the last one that I hired, and um, we just had an immediate connection as soon as I talked to her, and we just knew it was going to be a really good fit. But uh, but yeah, I don't know how I talked all these guys into coming crazy enough to come coach with me, but they're all here, so I appreciate them. Well, I do see you know the social media posts from the uh, women's basketball account on Twitter, and it sounds like you guys get the golf course quite a bit. Yeah, who's, who's the better golf course golf player? The well, if you ask them, their answer would be different. I would say Carly's the better golfer, but um, they're – oh, except Taylor. Yeah, you t- – <laughs> 
Uh, well, Juwan will not come play golf with us. He's not into it. It's not for him. But uh, us other three, four, we all go play a lot. But, um, yeah, I'm out there quite a bit. You know, they gave me a membership out there in my contract, and I, uh, I enjoy golf. It's, it's, the course is beautiful. Um, the staff up there has been really good to us. And, and it, you know, at a time when you can't do anything, yeah, um, exactly. it, it gives you something to do when you're outside. So it's nice to, to get out. And it's been – the weather here is beautiful. I mean, you look around, and it's so gorgeous outside. So it's been – it's been really, really good. I'd like to say that my golf game has gotten quite a bit better since I got here, but that'd probably, I'd probably be lying to you, so I don't want to do that. I did see a picture. You guys ran into J.C. Carroll. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see him out there. Yeah, he's back overseas right now, but him and his wife are out there, and they, uh, we've ran into him quite a few times. Yeah, he's a really That's nice awesome. guy. He was really nice. He came up and introduced himself and started talking to us. He's really nice. You know, he's like, God, oh, no big deal. All-time leading scorer at Utah State. Yeah, yeah. He he was – yeah, that's exactly how he was when we met him, actually. That's exactly how he was. Yeah, just – oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I want to, you know, talk about some of the players. Um, I know you, you were able to add a few in the off season. You mentioned really quick after you got the job, you are able to add a few players. Um, and and um, give us some, maybe some names that we should be keeping an eye on. Uh, yeah, so we've got Jess Chapman. Um, she's a grad transfer. So, she started out at BYU and then went over to Southern Utah – um, she's a post player. She is. Uh, she's really talented. She fits the system really good. Um, she's got height. She's got strength. She can score under the basket. She can get out and run the floor, and she can also shoot it from the outside, which is exactly what we look for. So um, she was a no-brainer. I think I, they announced I had the job, and two days later she committed. Um, so that was wow. yeah, that was awesome. She, her, and I had a really good connection, and we were really excited to get her. Um, and then we signed three junior college players because we were very, very, very young, and we knew we needed some maturity. Um, and again, talking about balancing out the classes recruiting wise so um we wanted to make an impact right away so we got a point guard um down from florida uh paris williams she's she's definitely gonna be one to watch she's actually we named her our captain um so uh she's actually one of our captains and uh she's she's really good she's really good for the team she knows how to talk to people people respect her she brings it every day um combo guard shoot it pass it um get to the basket definitely got some toughness to her um and then uh Mo Pruitt, another junior college kid. She's kind of a 3-4 type player, um, kind of hybrid type kid. Really, really athletic, crazy athletic. Um, really good rebounder. Um, and then uh, Bree Matthews is uh, kind of the same thing, kind of hybrid type kid, but same thing, super athletic. I mean, she is extremely strong. She's very, very, very hard to stop. So um, we're really excited about those kids that we signed, but, you know, there's some there's some kids that were already on the roster that are already signed here that were also um, – extremely excited about and just putting those pieces with the other pieces that we brought in or it's it's exciting you know um I, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody play defense the way Faith Brantley plays I mean she, I love her defense she just gets after it she's really good the kid Shyla sat out last year so nobody has seen her yet and she's she's little but man she's she packs a big punch she can really score the ball so she's yeah. fun um she's really fun and then of course, Emmy's our senior and she can really shoot it and she's fitting into the system really well Taylor Franson local kid that um, I don't think I don't think she's shown what she's really capable of doing. But I mean, I could go through a list of every kid on our squad. Like they've they've really they've really 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 been getting after it and doing everything we're asking them to do. And um, the new pieces definitely compl complement the pieces that were already here. And then we got a really nice freshman class coming in too. So um, yeah, it's exciting, man. We, we we have a chance to be really really good. You talk about uh, you know positionless, um, and you bring up you know hybrid players. It seems like you know you know. Uh, players that can switch and, and do all mm -hmm. kinds of different things. Sounds like that's kind of the system you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we'll that's what we'll go to. That's what we'll recruit for. Um, but uh, we got we got 
lucky, you know, inheriting a group that can, we can kind of go ahead and play that way. And a lot yeah. of people take over a program. You don't get to do that immediately. You know, you you have to kind of work your way into it or change your system. Or And, um, you know, I came in here. We're running the system that I, I wanted to run. Uh, we were actually up in the office today, uh, Jawan and I, where we were drawing up the offense. And so um, it's, yeah, we're going to roll with, with exactly how we want to play. And, and that's uh, we got really, really lucky inheriting a team that, has taken that on and you know we got kids i'm like hey you're gonna play the four today and they're okay and they've never done that in their life you know they're a guard and so the 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 kids have been really really good uh, but like i said we got lucky with it but uh one of the freshmen uh hallie nelson she's about two hours away here and i recruited her at denver and she shot me down so hard and <laughs> said she she wanted to stay in state so my first phone call with her was uh i said hey you remember me and uh she's like oh yeah coach so it was so funny man so i'm like uh-huh now you're stuck playing for yeah. me and she's like no i'm so excited to play for you but um she, it's just really funny so i mess with her about that all the time but she is she's that kind of kid you know very positionally she could play a, a guard she could play a post so those are the types of you know players that we'll go after and and uh we got a, we got a great mix with it so it's exciting well uh, were you did you kind of know what you had when you got the job, or were you just like, you know what, this is where I want to be and this is the conference I want to be in, and I hope that, that there's something in the cupboard when I get there? Yeah, um, it, the second that I even knew this job was um, a possibility, I watched a ton of films. So yeah. so I knew um, I knew what I was coming into, and I knew the cupboard weren't dry there. You know, I, I knew there were some pieces, and, and um, I also knew some of the players that are already here that maybe haven't been – that successful would be more successful in a different type of system gotcha. so so that's one thing um like i can't wait to watch faith and, and see how much she grows this year from what she did last year because i think the system complements her so well like emmy i think her system complements her so well taylor france the same thing so some of the players that haven't been putting up these huge numbers or whatever i think the system's really going to help them out so so i knew i knew coming in i knew what we had and, and i was very honest with with every player on the team how they fit how they didn't fit the system i watched a ton of film and the ones that decide i didn't kick anybody off the team the ones that decided to leave um they they wanted to transfer and i respected that and they respected me being honest with them so it was it was really good and then that's how we ended up with a couple scholarships to be able to sign some kids so i knew what i was coming into our next guest final question for our next guest coming up is going to be craig smith and uh craig is uh in fact it's really hard he's not a big guy at all but but he's really hard to call a game because I have to kind of right stare through him because he's always in front of me and then he moves around and uh, and he's really animated on the sideline. Is that is that kind of what we're going to get on, from you as well? You know, I've, I keep hearing that um, I'm the female version of Craig Smith, which is a huge compliment. But also, I'm like, wow, don't don't put that on me, man. Came in here and won two championships his first two years. Yeah, no pressure there. <laughs> right, no pressure there. He's he's amazing though. But uh, him and I have a lot of the same. Um, personality traits, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, we have a lot of same personality traits, and we, um, I don't know, he's, yeah, I'm a little animated on the sideline at times, probably more so to the referee than I should be. Um, but uh, one minute I'll be like that, and I'm, I'm very loud and very vocal, and the next minute I'll be standing there with my hands crossed. And I think at some point you got to, you got to, you know, let players figure it out for themselves. But, yeah, I got a feeling if you called one of our games, you'd be just as frustrated with me walking in front of you. You wouldn't be able to see. So. And, and, and this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, we appreciate it. It's great to get know, get to know you, your staff, and uh, good luck. Can't man, wait for the season Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Kayla R., new women's coach, Craig Smith, men's coach, joining us next on the Coaches Show right here from uh, Learfield IMG College. Hey, welcome on in. It's the 
<laughs> Coaches Show here at Old Chicago. And joining us now, Craig Smith, men's basketball coach. And it's been a long time since uh, middle of March, since I've been able to hang out with you. We've talked on the phone a couple times, but uh, good to see you. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, let's give a round of applause for Scotty G. Oh, yeah. The best in the business. No doubt about that. Oh, no, there's plenty of doubts about that. No. How's, uh, how's summer treat you? Uh, it's been good. Um, it's great to see everybody here tonight. I'm getting some people staring at me like, this guy's a weirdo. It gives me the creeps. <laughs> But I'm used to that, so it's what my kids' friends say all the time. Uh, uh, it's been good. I mean, it's been uneven. I'm sure you and Kayla probably talked about it. But, um, you know, I've gotten really good at getting cotton swabs stuck up our nose. Yeah. So I tell you, in my left nostril, I had I broke my nose a couple times. So there's like a little thing there. I wish they had a crooked one. Oh, wow. Could kind of go up and then yeah. come back. It would help. A so lot you get that whole, like, the whole brain swab thing that you have to go through. Yeah, is and then is they, it as bad as everybody says it is? It's actually not as bad as people say it is. But the first time, I mean, it kind of, you know, you get yeah. that weird feeling and it kind of, they just keep spinning it in a circle. So I had a lot of practice doing that as a kid. So it wasn't <laughs> too big of an adjustment. Like this guy right here with the hat backwards can relate. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. That guy right there, he can relate. He he, he's ignoring me right now. Yep, him. He yeah, knows what's he going knows. on. He knows. Uh, so practices are going on. How, how's, how, how are guys looking? Or what do uh, you say? Inexperienced. <laughs> uh, Does it get the feel of two years ago? Yeah. Really? In some, I mean, not totally, but in some respects it does. Um, it's just good to be back. You know, uh, we had about three weeks this summer, but we've almost had three different teams in a weird way because – we had our team initially when we were able to got cleared, but we didn't have all of our freshmen here. Kuba wasn't here. Shimon's Apollo is going to be a freshman from Poland wasn't here. Max Shuga and Z. And so we didn't know if they were going to get in the country. Yeah. You know, quite frankly, with everything that was going on, and we just didn't know what was going to happen. And um, we had some people all around the state of Utah that really helped us with that. Um, um, along with obviously some people on our staff and, and on campus. So so then they get here and they got to quarantine for two weeks. So you, you know, we had our team from the summer. Then we had our team when we first started, Yeah. you know, while those guys were still quarantining. And now we finally have everybody um, able to practice, able to work out, uh, including our coaching staff. There's just so many things that go into it with the testing and the protocols and – so on and so forth so it's just and so like we told our guys like you just we just got to be prepared for everything we know the game that we have to play yeah and um and so you got to be able to adapt and adjust and depth i think will be a big thing this year in 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 basketball and certainly the teams that are playing football as well uh you uh, a little bit of an international flair to recruiting in the off season how did that all come about well i mean it's an area that We've done for quite a while, uh, our last couple of years at South Dakota, and then and then certainly since we've been here. And, you know, you you, uh, you always got to look at your team and look at, you know, areas that you feel like you got to get better at, of course, and be able to plug and play. And we're really excited about our whole freshman class. Um, obviously, late in the season, we had – or not late in the season. Um, we had three scholarships available at the end of the – well, at the end of the season, I guess, yeah. in the late recruiting period and really excited about all three of those guys that we brought in and 
a couple of the guys that we signed early, Stephen Ashworth, who, of course, the previous staff had signed, and he served his uh, mission and just came back, and he was a star or standout player, a star player at Lone Peak High School in the year that they were a top-10 team in the country. And um, I think he had 26 maybe in the second half against uh, Mount Verde, who won the national title. Um, and he's a, a winner and a leader. And Raleigh Worcester, the same thing, like 6'3 guard, super strong, um, just does make so many winning plays. So, But we're really excited about that whole freshman crew. But with that, it's a big adjustment. Yeah. And Raleigh and Steven were here from the get-go this summer. And so they're, they're – you can tell they were here when you go watch this practice because they, they understand our verbiage better. They understand our team concepts better. They, they're just a step ahead, whereas, you know, those three guys coming in, you know, just got here and just started literally um, a few days ago. You know, obviously, you just don't replace a guy like Sam Merrill. But, <laughs> but from, you know, from Diogo and, and from Abel and guys that just were senior experienced leaders take away just what they do on the court but just the presence in a locker room how difficult is that to try to replace yeah those, those are big losses uh those guys uh you know diogo the year before we got here i think i mean he played major mid minutes he started most games um sam obviously um i mean <laughs> yeah you don't just go replace sam yeah right it's got to be the whole um the whole team right? mm -hmm. the the Hole's got to be greater than the sum of its parts. And so uh, we'll just be a different. We're going to be a different team. Abel Porter, obviously. Those three guys locked a lot of minutes for us the last two years and made so many winning plays. And a guy like, you know, you get Diogo and Sam out on the floor. Those two are, uh, I mean, those two are very underrated defensively, not only with the way they know how to play, but their intelligence level, anticipation. But then they're also very, very smart guys, as is Abel. So now you take those three guys out, and the only guy, only perimeter player with any real experience for us is Brock Miller. Yeah. And he's played a lot. Uh, Bearstow averaged about 10 minutes a game last year, made some big plays for us in that Mountain West tournament. Uh, we went to beat New Mexico without Sean that yeah. night. And um, How's his health, by the way? Really good. He, good. Looks, he looks like a whole other guy. Um, just physically matured, uh, very confident. You know, you forget, you come all the way over from Australia, it's your first time, and, and you're going against Sam every day and Diogo every day, and, and, and those guys are veteran guys, so they can kind of make freshmen, you know, look yeah. foolish at times. And so now he's come in with a whole different mindset. He's very, very confident, has a year under his belt with our language and what we do, and he just looks like a whole other guy out there. And so those are the only two perimeter guys that have any kind of experience. Marco Anthony, of course, play you know played on a national championship team but he didn't play a whole lot and so he doesn't have a ton of experience either and i was just thinking about this today we have nine player nine guys on our team that have never played one minute for the aggies so yeah. like that's a lot of guys <laughs> yeah. that have never uh, uh stepped on the spectrum floor uh playing a meaningful minute it is uh, Craig Smith, uh, the head basketball coach at Utah State's men's basketball team. We'll take a quick break, come back, and uh, talk about uh, what it's like trying to be a head coach in the middle of a pandemic and get ready for a season. And, uh, and uh, a little bit of the scheduling as well with November 25th being the start date. It all continues on next right here from Learfield IMG College. All right, final segment of the show. Still plenty to talk about with Craig Smith, 
head coach of Utah State's men's basketball team. You got time for one question. <laughs> well, we'll make it count. Uh, November 25th, uh, the NCAA will uh, have that as the start date. I know that I'm not asking you particulars about schedules. I'm just, in general, how much of a pain in the you-know-what has it been to try to navigate through all of this? Hey, how about a round of applause for Kayla Ard and her <laughs> staff? Yeah. Going to do great things. Super excited about them. It's been awesome in the office. Um, uh, <laughs> high energy. Always got great accent. I've been trying to imitate her. I just, it's really difficult for me. She's from Ham, well, not Hammond. Yeah. Close to Hammond, Louisiana, from like 20 miles from Canada. So, like, she needs to try to imitate my accent, and I'm trying to imitate hers, but it's been difficult. So, scheduling. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's been difficult because um, we can play 27 games if we play in an MTE, which we are going to play in down in Orlando. Um, okay, I wasn't going to ask you about that, but now that's out of the bag. Yeah, yep, so we're doing that. You're going to bubble it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's a loose term, too. Like, everyone's claiming they're bubbles, but they're really – nobody's okay. going to replicate, you know, what the NBA did. Yeah. So it's more like a pod, but that's semantics. Um but anyway, so we're still trying to figure out the dates exactly. We don't know who we're going to play, nothing like that. Okay. We don't know if it's going to be tournament style or just like three games, you know what I mean, against yeah. whomever. Um, so there's still some work to be done there. Um, and then we have to cut four games. So as of right now, our game one, our game two, we'll, we're not playing. Um, it was announced yesterday we're not playing the A-10 big – the A-10 – Mountain West Conference Challenge, so that's the third game. And we still got to figure out the other game. And you're trying to reposition things while working with the other school. You just – now, I will say the fortunate part for us is we've had some, we had some local games scheduled this year. And so those are games that we all want to play and we should play. Easy trips for, for us going to one school in, in state and two coming to our place. So um, – so that's nice. So there's only nine non-conference games. Well, that's six of them right there. Yeah. So then we all know St. Mary's is supposed to be coming here. Um, we're supposed to be playing Mississippi State on a neutral in Florida on whatever. I can't remember the date. Uh, late December. So um, so it's still a work in progress. Uh, you know, I know there's bubbles, pop bubbles popping up in supposedly Vegas and Indianapolis and various places. I think Duke said they're going to start one. Louisville's doing one. I know Nebraska's trying to do one, so um, there's a lot of juxtapositioning going on right now, and hopefully we can get all those in, and uh, and then we'll play our A-team conference games. And, you know, that's what will be interesting because if the teams and leagues are going to have to decide what, how can teams cancel not playing? Is it a certain number? Is it a percentage of Iraq? Like, nobody knows that. And it can't just be like, oh, Kata and Bean aren't playing, so we can't go play. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... There, and, and we haven't been told how that's going to work yet, uh, if that's an NCAA decision, if it's a league decision. But we all got to be ready. Like we've seen it in football already yeah. where some games aren't being played. And so you got to have the flexibility to either not play it. Can you make that up later? I'm not sure anyone knows. It's the first time for everybody going through this. And there's going to be some ups and downs. Um, but you got to be able to handle it the best you can and, and figure things out for the best of the student-athletes. Uh, I You've been doing this coaching thing for a while, um, and I'm sure you've seen some stuff, but I can't imagine you've ever seen anything remotely like what you're going through right now. 
Yeah, it's been really bizarre, but I'm not sure any of us have seen any yeah. of the stuff that we're going through with so many, you know, in so many different respects. And so, um, you know, it's it's um, all you can do is make the most of the opportunities. We we have to operate. We are operating as the NCAA, as specific institutions have different rules. And, uh, you know, San Diego State, I don't think, has done anything with sports the last two weeks. So you just have all these different and there's no full, foolproof way of not testing positive or test. I mean, I suppose there's more foolproof ways of testing positive. But but when we do, we know whether you're asymptomatic or not. And I'm not getting into politics, but we know the rules that we have to abide by yeah. if that happens. And 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 so be it. So um, all you can do is, you know, we always say NBA next and not National Basketball Association, next best action. And that's what you have to do. Uh, from what you've seen from your guys, uh, does this team look a little different next year? Yeah, it'll be different for sure. Um, I mean, obviously, the, the lack of experience. Um, you know, our front court has a lot of experience. I mean, Kata, obviously, and Bean and Anderson. Uh, you know, Trevin Darius played some very meaningful. Like, we don't beat Florida without Trevin. Um, but then, you know, late in the year, you know, and Karwowski had some really good games early, and then he had the appendectomy. It wasn't quite the same. Uh, Shimon's going to be a very good player, Zapala. Um, and so we have some experience there. It's just going to come down to, you know, how good can our backcourt be and how quick can those freshmen pick up on things. But I'm very encouraged with what we've seen. Certainly we've got a long ways to go, but um, um, but I'm really, really excited. We're, we'll, we'll be different we're, as a whole. We're probably more athletic. Not probably, we are. Um, and then some of those veteran guys got to take that next step up. You know, Nimi looks as good as he's looked. He just is physically strong, clearly gotten stronger, clearly moves better, is jumping better. Um, uh, he looks really good. He's really improved his touch in every way. Bean has really had a great offseason. The game, I think, has really just slowed down for him. He's able yeah. to – now he's able to do some things that – he wouldn't have been able to think about doing even just seven months ago. Um, and same with Fonz. And Brock has tightened up and has become a more consistent shooter and has, has a better handle. So those guys, like we said last year, those those guys got to take the next step. We told Nimi, you know, like when Nimi got here, for example, or even Bean, those guys looked up to those upperclassmen. Like Nimi's big brother was Diogo as a junior, right? Bean just looked up to Sam so much and, you know, and, and so now those guys are the upperclassmen, right? Those guys got to take that mentorship role to help all these freshmen and guide them in the right direction. And, hey, this is our culture. And, you know, culture gets overused uh, at times, but uh, this is the Aggie way, right? This is how we do things. And, uh, and it's been exciting to see them take that next step because it has been Sam and Abel and Diogo and Quinn Taylor yeah. really doing that for us in a major way. You know, you talk about Kata. Two years ago, you signed him really late. I think it was almost August when you finally got him over here, maybe August, September. Uh, and, and so you didn't have a full off season with him then. Last year, he dealt with the injury. This is – wow, we only have a minute here. But this is the, the you'd one – stop talking, I could talk a little bit. <laughs> this is the one summer you've had him the whole summer. I think he stayed here yeah. the whole summer. That's got to be beneficial for him. That's a great point, Scotty. Um, uh, oh, two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> hey, the two-minute warning. Let's go. Um uh, you're right. Yeah, he, he got here like a day. I think his first day here was our second day of school. And he really picked up. that. Nimi is a very intelligent guy. He picks up on things quick. 
And that's what's been fun to see now is how quick some of these guys pick up on things. And generally speaking, we like to recruit those kind of guys. So, um, and then last year he went and played with the national team, which we were all for. And obviously he had that injury. So with the coronavirus, he just knew it was best to stay here. He really got in the weight room, improved his athleticism, improved his strength, improved his touch. And I think Aggie fans will be excited to see what he can do. Can't wait till... November 25th or whatever day that is uh, to see these guys in action. It's going to be a lot of fun. we got a lot of time in between then and there, so hopefully we can do this again before then. Oh, trust me, we will. All right, that's Craig Smith, head coach of Utah State's men's basketball team. Big thanks to Kayla Ard, who hung, hung out with us as well, the head coach of the women's team. Uh, remember, uh, Utah State football, uh, who knows when we might hear something about that. I'd say keep an eye on oh, the, the next know, couple Scotty, days. Oh, we know, Scotty, come on. <laughs> We've seen it all on Twitter. We're playing. Let's go. Let's roll, baby. Gata, send it deep. Aggie basketball right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Go Aggies. From old Chicago, this has been the Aggies Coaches Show. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Driven by you, Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And by Ford. Go further. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.